0: This episode contains talks of suicide, interrelational violence, and, what else, drug misuse, and, uh...
1: Music fuck shit. Nigga.
0: Music fuck shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of... Music fuck shit! My name is Tonina.
1: My name is Stephanie. And I go
0: Do you brother. feel a little bit uncomfortable
1: every time you say your own name? No. Yeah, me neither. I really was about to be like, do you ever feel a little bit ashamed of <laughs> my name? I'm never ashamed like, my who name. Who am I to like introduce myself? Not really. Like I don't actually feel that way, but it's when I'm saying my like, hey, I am Stephanie Darcy.
0: You need to get over that. I know, I'm like twenty five. But I think it's it's from imposter syndrome that you have
1: Oh, one suffer thousand. Oh, one, one, one. Don't say suffer. <laughs> one, suffer. Thousand, I suffer. You suffer, suffer with suffer imposter from imposter syndrome. Syndrome.
0: um syndrome. So we're gonna do Amy Speech. the Fuck Winehouse, <laughs> and we all know what time it is with her pretty much. But we're gonna get into some of like the nooks and crannies of like the media, her relationships, oh. her family dynamics, and like how this shit just happened so quickly. Mm. You know, she had such a short career, and I didn't realize how young she was. Like, me and Hefferny were talking about, like, remember when 27 seemed, like, 48?
1: Yeah. And now Tony's 28. Yeah. I'm I'm 25, so I... She said I'm 20, I'm 25, so I got time. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. (laughs) She's 27. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, um... And just, like, looking back at these videos and shit, it's just, like, damn. I want to know, like... I
1: feel like it also... Did she die after... What year was it? 2011? Mm Mm-hmm. Was that after Michael Jackson? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Michael Jackson died in 2009.
1: Oh, my God. And I remember. Okay, see, because uh, I, I, when I was thinking about this, I was like, why did it seem like Amy Winehouse died so long ago? Like, why do I feel like I don't remember? But I was. remember it was because Michael Jackson died right. that that kind of overshadowed it a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah
0: interesting
1: yeah because that was a huge like i don't know i just i feel like when michael jackson died that was a big conversation for so long
0: and he wasn't really vilified in the same way that she was in my opinion are you joking in my opinion okay not the children shit Obviously, it's two different things, right? But like, as far as like her artistry and like, oh, it's it's her fault that she's two thousand nine. She died. And it's like she's on she's on drugs, so she's the reason for her own demise. It's like people having a very limited understanding of addiction and shit, totally. and so them then projecting that onto her and being like, okay, well, she did to herself. You know what I mean? That's yes. a, that's a, that's a, that's in my humble opinion. But um, let's just go. Let's just give a... Drug dro-
1: abuse is so. Or just, I guess, substance abuse is so widely misunderstood.
0: Bro, I know. and I It's, was like, talking. very
1: weird. There was this dude I knew from a studio. He was, like, a security guard or whatever. And he had such a s- weird, yeah, lack of compassion towards it where he was, mm. like, it is your choice to Bro, do that. There, it's but like it's, not like, that which is under- environment, especially when introducing drugs and alcohol or whatever, is so Like Anthony Kiedis' dad. Exactly. So it's, like... Yeah, everyone has the choice to do whatever, but it's like if your environment is is encouraging Warped. you to do yeah. this or or whatever, then it's like, okay.
0: Yeah, no, it's really annoying.
1: You don't know how you're going to be affected by drugs. And just like
0: lack of understanding that it is a disease. Like, bro, people don't want to fucking do that shit. No. Be so dependent on this also, shit for Also, yeah, for they don't want daily. their lives to
1: be derailed. She literally even... Talks about that in her music. Mm-hmm. Also, this time specifically when she died, yeah, was like we've come so far since 2011 when it comes yeah. to understanding mental health and 2008 in general. And the,
0: yeah, exactly mental health. And that's the thing that I think was overlooked, but like we're gonna get there. But basically, Amy Whitehouse, she y'all know her amazing singer and, and a lyricist and artist from what. I've heard and read just an overall amazing person to be around when she was sober. But um, (laughs) she came from, she's uh, born in London uh, to a Jewish family. She used to beg her father to not have to go to school. And that she learned nothing about being Jewish by going anyway to school. So I guess she was like super into like knowing who she was and learning about who she was. And then she said she only went to a synagogue once a year out of respect. On Yom Kippur. Cool. So yeah, she came from a family of musicians, which was really cool. I'm always interested in how musical families influence kids. Her grandmother, Cynthia, was a singer. And she was super influential in Amy going to pursue music and, and going to a music school in high school. She dropped out of school in... 16 though her parents separated and she lived mainly with her mother and with her father and his girlfriend on the weekends okay she bought her own guitar when she was 14 and began writing music shortly after and then what I found was really cool soon after she began working for a living as an entertainment journalist
1: interesting so yeah
0: that's really cool and then she started singing with a group and then she was featured as female vocalist in the National Youth Jazz Orchestra so how she got discovered was that her best friend sent a demo tape that she made to an A&R person. Wow. Uh, I don't know who, but her music was heard finally. And that's when her career started. And in 2002, she signed to a management company and was paid 250 pounds a week against future earnings. And while being developed by the management company, she was kept a secret from the industry because like, they like treasured her and didn't want anybody else to pick her up. Mm. and didn't want anybody else to steal her. Then she got signed to Island, and they were excited because she was an atypical pop star. Yes. She went on to release her first album, Frank, which is a beautiful album, and it went on to achieve platinum sales. Yes. She popped off then with what we know, uh, most people know, Back to Black, which is one of my favorite albums of hers, probably my favorite album of hers, and that went number one on the UK album charts for two weeks. In it's crazy. So she like,
1: really, I was mean, when she, the first album what pops year was that?
0: off, like, that's crazy.
1: How old was she when Back to Black came out? It
0: was 2007. She died at... So, 23.
1: Really young. Yeah, super young. Really young. Yes,
0: super young. And her voice was so mature and like... Yeah. It was, like, my voice is she not... She sounded older. She sounded older and like she knew herself. Her
1: look w- w- was very interesting. I was trying Which to look gonna up get into what it was influenced by. Do you know?
0: Yes, it was inspired by 1960s girl groups. Like, I have... Oh, yeah, like, totally. Like yeah. the nets she specifically And the, specifically the things, eyeliner and like,
1: the thick stuff. The beehive. She, um, mm. Something I read that I thought was really cool about her that might be more well-known or thought of is that as she got more successful, she didn't, you know, try to make her accent sound different or fix her teeth or oh, try to make really? it look like she wasn't from... Yeah, like a working class background, which I think is really cool. And I also feel like her artistry in the entertainment industry kind of reminds me of Billie Eilish, where it's kind of like not exactly trying to be a star, but but then also talking about dark subject matters and pop music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and not changing. I honestly wasn't exactly or like and having a really distinctive look and voice and just yeah i think it's kind of cool i'm not super hip to her catalog but even like listening to her hits it's kind of crazy like i don't know just like the stuff that she says that's like super deep and personal and just like these this like music everyday music that we have now totally it seemed like she had lived a lot mm-hmm by the time this album
0: had come out. And she yeah. was like 23.
1: And uh, I f- also feel like, lastly, it's cool how reflective her music is of her life. Not that it has to be, but mm-hmm. that's so interesting as a listener or someone who's engaging with an artist. And I kind of feel like a lot of pop music doesn't have that. Like, no, you yeah. don't see... An- a pop artist's story Personal story reflected in music that Maybe often Maybe Taylor
0: Swift but
1: And even still even it's then, not it's like that kind of Cryptic yeah. yeah It's interesting it seems kind of diluted
0: But at the same time we don't know her fucking life but yeah Yeah I totally, exactly I, I, I hear that it's not using this kind Of language if we're gonna compare Amy Winehouse to any other Pop star today it's like literally
1: rehab Like everything you said yeah. and I listen to every Lyric and it's like so Yeah um confessional? It is confessional, yes. Yeah, yeah, she's it's like cool. laying it all out there. And it's like super upbeat and...
0: Yeah, I like the juxtaposition of it like all being upbeat and then it's like super fucking sad. Like these Motown horns. It, yeah, it's kind of like Motown. Like with those Motown yeah. ass horns and the background singers and like the, the drums and shit and then she's talking about going to rehab. It's so fucking cool. It's sick. It's really... It is. It's kind of revolutionary. Yeah. But, so like... She literally popped off. I mean, no one had heard nothing like this before, you know?
1: Yeah, her voice was really unique. So, Back to Black
0: popped the fuck off, rightfully so. She started to tour. And this is where we start seeing, you know, her downfall. Mm-hmm. Career-wise, mental-wise, personally. Um, but what's really cool is that she got to tour and promoted this album. And the tour was successful at first, but the rest of it did not go well. And... November 2007 the opening night of a 17 date tour was marred by booing and walkouts at the National Indoor Arena in Birmingham and a critic for the Birmingham Mail said it was quote one of the saddest nights of my life dot 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 I saw supremely talented artists reduced to tears stumbling around the stage and unforgivably swearing at the audience end quote
1: damn that's a bummer
0: yeah we don't know like what that was caused by necessarily we don't know if that was like a mental episode or if it was like drug-induced episode slash both but um after that though it was it was her moment like 2008 was her fucking year she won five grammy awards winning in the following categories Record of the year, song of the year, best female pop vocal performance of the single "Rehab" and best so pop good. vocal album. Like I remember getting that fucking Grammy album ugh. with like all the nominees, yeah, and just running it back, running, and then I was like, "Mom, I have to You're get back
1: to, to Black. Make me go to you remember rehab. Fye? No.
0: Okay, it was like a it was a store that had like all CDs and. Oh, uh,
1: was at the mall or something? Yeah, hmm. or like I went to Barnes and Nobles for my CD
0: nice I miss Barnes and Noble and she won best new artist and then that's what earned her a 2009 entry in the Guinness book of world records for the most Grammy awards won by a British female
1: oh damn that's cool which is
0: so cool and she was so fucking young so the Grammys obviously popped her off even more more notoriety she went back on tour even though her father manager and various members of her touring team tried to dissuade her because I guess during that time, the drugs was popping off from touring,
1: or performing. They just
0: they, dissu- they dissuaded her from from touring. Her dad performing. did, mm-hmm. okay, and, and members of her team, as they should. Yeah, people close to her. But she went on to perform at the Rock and Rio in Lisboa, in Portugal, in two thousand eight. Played at Nelson Mandela's ninetieth birthday party, which is hilarious, and some well received shows in Ireland. So it seemed like she was back in her. You know, performance bag and like really connecting with the audience, really you know doing her thing. But
1: <laughs> then we go,
0: then we then we get to some shit because in uh, September of that year, she was a headliner at a festival. Uh oh, festivals Saturday headliner where her performance was described as polished, but it was terminated by a curfew as the show was running overdue. After she started an hour late and she just stormed off stage. (laughs) She just, like, was like, I'm over it. And then 2009, she returned performing at the Jazz Festival in St. Lucia. And during her set, it was reported she was unsteady on her feet and had trouble remembering lyrics. She apologized to the crowd for being bored and ended the set in the middle of a song. Oh, that's fucked. During her stay in St. Lucia, she was still, like, working on music, though, so... Um, and that's yeah. in 2009, so that was two years before she died. And like during this time, like she was being pressed for new material from Universal Music Group, because I guess it had been some time since Back to Black was released. I guess that was released in 2007, right? So it, ha- it was already two years later in 2009. Mm. Yeah, that makes she had been sense. Fucking pressed, and she had not been near a recording studio. Like she didn't want to.
1: Yeah. Can you enlighten us on her p- relationship with her parents and all that?
0: Yeah, I don't really know about her relationship with her with her mother. I do know her relationship with her grandmother. was They were very close and super the relationship was super influential Uh to her in this career and her grandmother died and so that like really a lot of people say that really sent her and she has a tattoo of her grandmother's name Cynthia Mm -hmm. on her and like it's interesting because like many fans wanted
1: that tattoo damn It's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, and then the tattoo artist like, no, I'm not, I'm not giving it to you. But that's interesting. But um, her dad was super involved in her career. Uh, I think he at one point he was acting as a manager, and then he controlled her finances, and shit, and like also was like kind of like her spokesperson, spokesperson as like far as telling the media about her recovery, like when she was in recovery, and giving them updates and and whatnot. Um. Also, she like when she was on tour in um, 2011 too. She forgot like what city she was in. Damn. Like the Serbian government had to be involved, and we're like, "Yo, this is a huge disappointment." That was
1: her last show in Serbia. Was it? Yes, her wow. last show was in Serbia. Yeah, and she
0: pulled out of performances in Athens and Istanbul, and um, she started dating Blake Fielder-Civil in 2005.
1: And they liked drugs together.
0: Yes, they kind of like trauma bonded over over drugs and tattoos. And this is, it's really interesting too, because like they say that her look changed when Hmm. she started dating him. Like before, like, I don't know if you've seen the album cover of Frank, but she looks like pretty like chill, like, you know, less tattoos, like t-shirt and jeans, like hair straight. People say that this was her metamorphosis from the comparatively conventional look to her jazzy era. Mm. Um to like winged eyeliner and beehive hair dude being like kind of edgy and shit uh, because he kind of inspired that. It's interesting because Blake fully admits that he was the one who introduced her to heroin, crack cocaine, and self-harming.
1: Self-harming?
0: And though he said he feels more than guilty, it didn't make the pair's relationship any less difficult. Wait. They broke up, got back together, broke up. Yeah, dude. Like what? How do you even do that?
1: How does that come up in conversation? Anyway, I read that yeah they would break up get back together had a really codependent unhealthy relationship Amy deliberately slept with his best friend
0: no I didn't know that yeah
1: to like end it she was like I knew it would be the nail in the coffin I knew he wouldn't be able to talk to me again and I knew I had to do it because I knew one of us had to finish the other one off it was hard and she said when it it finished I was nuts I just went mad yeah like she was spiraling
0: fuck what year was that do we know
1: i think in between i was about to be, i was about to be like this was definitely <laughs> in between them meeting and her dying <laughs> I, like, I was about I to say that like that's i'm like so somewhere in between there no but um i have that they got engaged in 2007 yeah they and did. then they got married in miami yeah they and then yeah because they met in 2005 i think after that <laughs> no, but in a his- matter of weeks, they came home, and Winehouse tried cocaine and heroin for the first time, oh. and those were his drugs of choice.
0: Oh no! Like the two worst things you could do. It's crazy. I, I can't imagine. so it's so sick.
1: Um, it's interesting that she died of alcohol poisoning, given that she had well, been doing those drugs too.
0: Well, yeah, I think the alcohol became the one of her one of her main.
1: Yeah drugs
0: that is so i wonder what kind of self-harming he introduced you to maybe
1: oh god what
0: a loser if so dude i know Um, seriously
1: but but also obviously i know people die of alcohol poisoning but that still feels kind of uncommon at that age does that make sense like i understand you can drink yourself to death yeah but like and I know that you can get alcohol intoxication, like need to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and like get your stomach pumped or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I guess I have to like that up. But I'm like, how do you die? Her
0: heart was so weak. Mm. Her body was so weak. She was like so skinny, mm-hmm. you know, and so unhealthy. She had emphysema. What's that? It's, I think, a lung mm. issue. From excessive smoking of crack too so she was not healthy yeah and like her lungs were at 70 percent capacity you know so Mm. but in 2007 they were photographed bruised and all bloody in the streets of london what after an alleged fight although she said her injuries were self-inflicted which we don't know if it's true or not but I mean, if he's stating that he introduced her to self-harm, maybe he's, you know, saying that to save his ass. Or they, like, were both, like trying to hurt each other everybody was voicing their concerns and were like going public with their concerns and a lot of them were fearful that the two might commit suicide together like on some romeo and i could definitely shit. see that also totally.
1: she told her hairdresser the hairdresser said amy always told me she thought she would die young and that she knew she'd become a part of the 27 club
0: no but no no so she was actively maybe she like knew i mean maybe she was actively trying to
1: i don't know. Become,
0: part of the 27 club but and also his father blake's father encouraged fans to boycott amy's music and then her dad mitch mitch winehouse was like that's not gonna help but it's like bro what i think that's reflective of people's understanding of mental illness and drug use and addiction mm-hmm. just like yeah just boycott the music and then all this shit's gonna stop like what Um, Okay. And so during a visit with Mitch Winehouse at the prison in July 2008, because I guess he got locked up, which I'll which I'll get into. Blake got locked up, but I guess her dad went and visited him in prison and Blake said that he and Winehouse would cut themselves to ease pain of withdrawal. Oh, my God. So that's probably what he was doing. Like, you know, he's like, this is what I do when I when I'm when I'm going through withdrawal and I can't get fix anywhere
1: that is really it's sad. so sad who is this guy can we talk about where did he come from
0: dude i know i'm gonna look, look into it and this is also was really fucked up too just like people just being so fucking mean i guess while they were on a break she dated this musician who i actually really like his music but alex claire do you know him
1: uh he has some good songs alex claire no
0: they dated in 2006 before her and blake got married right mm-hmm alex claire sold a story to some tabloids about amy mm. and the headline that was published was quote bondage crazed amy just can't beehive in bed
1: wait what beehive behave
0: mm-hmm. for behavior
1: yeah. ew wait who sold that
0: alex claire the guy she was seeing when she was on a break from say, Ruffy, so
1: say that line one more time
0: quote bondage crazed amy just can't beehive in bed
1: bondage crazed i guess that's what like she was into
0: or something but like they're like trying to king shame her i guess or like
1: so stupid you know,
0: talking about her fucking sex life just creepy yeah gross but yeah her and her and blake were just so unstable they got married and had a divorce they got divorced
1: oh he was her music video assistant really oh but they met in a london pub in 2005 her first husband yeah
0: he went to prison in i forgot what year but he went to prison for assault and he was in prison while she died which is so sad. He was in prison for attempted robbery and possession of a fake gun.
1: Oh my God. She had Blake tattooed on her no. chest. And he had Amy inked behind his ear.
0: She also said that he was her muse. Ugh. Um, I mean, yeah. She continuously showed public support for him. I guess like after they broke up or something in 2009, she was spotted with uh, an actor named Josh Bowman in st lucia and she said quote i'm in love again and i don't need drugs Mm. so this is kind of like a start of a stint of recovery which is exciting which was exciting at the time yeah and she she commented that her whole marriage to blake was based on doing drugs Yes. and that for the time being i've just forgotten i'm even married Uh so yeah and then in january uh, I guess of so that year, papers had been received for what Blake's solicitors said were divorce proceedings based on adultery, so based on cheating. Mm-hmm. I don't know on whose part, though. A couple months after that, though, she's quoted saying in a magazine, I still love Blake and I want him to move into my new house with me. That was my plan all along. I won't let him divorce me. He's the male version of me and we're perfect
1: for each other. Yes. Quote. Yeah, but she was probably, you know. Of course. Okay, so when she died, her bodyguard found her in her flat he was a live-in bodyguard and that was six hours after the fact
0: six hours a live-in bodyguard
1: Mm -hmm. oh like what was he doing
0: (laughs) yeah or maybe he was out but like interesting six hours isn't that weird oh that's so tragic I also read that she had a vertical tanning bed (laughs) wait
1: that's kind of sick yeah good for her
0: I've never seen her tan though.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah. but um, there's just like so many instances here, like of of yeah. like, violence and you know, the shit between her and Blake. And she did have a different boyfriend though when um when she died. When she died, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess for two years, Blake wasn't allowed at the w- funeral. Really? Yeah, the dad was like, no. I mean, I totally understand that. Yeah, if you're gonna introduce yeah my daughter i mean i mean i understand i understand it's hard to say because she would probably want him at the funeral but who knows i don't
1: know though i don't know it's a big it definitely is a whole other vibe to introduce someone to heroin and crack cocaine Yo. that is so different damn dude and did she have bipolar disorder that's that, I what i read i couldn't find oh like
0: i i thought I that she was manic depressive is that bipolar that. Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I think that is... Is that like syn- another... I think it's anonymous, synonym? but yeah. they might not be anymore. I'm not sure.
0: So her money was run by her dad. I want to talk about her finances really quickly, but her money was run by her dad and his wife. In 2008, she had an estimated fortune of 10 million pounds. Hmm. The following year, in 2009, her wealth had dropped to an estimated 5 million pounds wow she was working on starting her own record label in 2009 it was going to be called lioness records also in 2009 she entered into a joint venture with emi the label to launch a range of wrapping paper and gift cards containing song lyrics from her album back to black and you imagine opening something that says kept his dick what
1: damn dude sorry i know i guess i'm reading that she lost her hair teeth and weight no way yeah really from drugs yeah i saw
0: her toothless and what well, i mean like missing a couple teeth some teeth
1: yeah but, but that's all from, of it no but that her losing teeth was a uh, symptom well, of yeah magazines also called her fat and even claimed that she was ugly and she was more curvaceous in the beginning
0: in where 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 it's like when they called lady no, gaga fat no but the
1: early to- exactly the, know, t- early the early 2000s were or- so weird like i've seen movies where they're like and the girl's right. not even fat, right? Like, like in white not chicks. even fat, like in white chicks. Yes, like they or um, even like that is so. There was a movie, true. and it's like this girl just had. It was Bring It On, and there's one gr- wh- like white girl who just kind of has a big ass, I'm literally not fat at all, like at all. And they're like, Pff. and they're like a big ass is like, they thought a big ass was, was just fat. Like, yeah, <laughs> they would drag my ass. They would drag me, dude. I mean, not now, but back then,
0: shit. So she obtained an injunction against uh, a leading paparazzi agency in England, which is awesome because I guess they made her life a living hell. It banned them from following her. And then they were also banned from following her within 100 meters of her home, taking pictures of her in her home or the homes of her friends and relatives. Um, Legal legal action was taken out of concern for the safety of her. Uh, So that's cool.
1: She saw a psychiatrist who wanted to put her on lithium, Mm -hmm. but she was like, I'm not doing it, basically. And uh, I'm reading of a, uh, this is kind of, cool. I guess this website called New Creative Treatment, which is a women's like rehab center or whatever, but they on, on the website, they're talking about how like, had she had psychiatric care and, mm. and something intervened, she could have had like stronger mental health. But it's like, I mean, it's like with that diagnosis, it's like, you're trying to like self medicate and control mood swings mm-hmm. and or depression, which drugs and all that. It totally. Which
0: just like amplifies
1: everything a
0: lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. like her dad was super vocal about her health issues. Uh, saying that, like, she had an irregular heartbeat, um, that had been caused by her chain-smoking crack. Um, and he also reported that doctors had warned her that if she continued smoking crack, she would have to wear an oxygen mask and would eventually die. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, I'm getting better. I'm eating loads of healthy food, sleeping loads, playing guitar, making music, writing letters to my husband every day. Um... So that that codependent ass relationship probably did not. I mean, obviously did not help her recovery from her drug use. You know, she was violent. You yeah. know, she had several arrests and, and altercations. And she was arrested for allegedly hitting somebody at Prince's <laughs> charity ball. <laughs> Fuck em. Um, And yeah, she had to cancel a Coachella performance uh, in light of the new legal issue of hitting this person damn and she pled not guilty she had to go to court and everything and do all that shit
1: well that's that's sammy winehouse i'm sure obviously there was a lot of people who wanted her to get help and stuff but i think it's like being i think being a touring artist uh in in this time period and being like 23 Three and young like that's like a lot to be accountable for like it's a lot to ask to be accountable for yourself of course did you know what her last words were it's at least reported that her last words
0: i love you blake
1: no i don't want to die really yeah her bodyguard arrived at the
0: house three days before her death and said that she was intoxicated and he saw her Drinking a little bit over the next few days and saying that she was, like, laughing, listening to music, watching TV um, at the de- on the day of her death.
1: Hold on a second.
0: He found her at 10 a.m. She was lying in bed unconscious or seeming unconscious, and he tried to wake her up, but it didn't raise any suspicion because she had gone out the night before. And then he checked her again at 3 p.m., and she was in the same position. And then that's when he was like... Oh, this bitch ain't breathing, and there was no pulse, and that's when he called the ambulance, and she was pronounced dead on the scene. Forensic people recovered two large bottles of vodka Woo! from her room.
1: I don't. That doesn't mean she drank all, all. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Okay, here we go. So. It is believed that the artist's last words were, I don't want to die. These words were uttered after a long period of abstinence from alcohol when Dr. Rometti visited her the night before she died. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? So she had a doctor, like, I don't know. It's so, like, I think people were trying to help her, but it was just...
0: Yeah, she was so far gone. According to a coroner's inquest and the medical examiner's testing, um, autopsy, LOL, her blood alcohol content was five times the legal drink drive limit.
1: Here's my question, though. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The doctor comes the night before she dies, mm-hmm. and she's obliterated, and it was like, I don't want to die. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why the doctor came. Why did the doctor come? leave, and that's weird.
0: Why did the doctor come? Did someone call for her? Did she call it, like?
1: I don't know. I, that was her psychiatrist that was trying to prescribe her lithium. Okay. I don't know. This is kind of weird, though, honestly. I guess you just don't know. I guess when someone's how much when someone's body is gonna shut and also down. she was so fucking and she'd weak. she'd Been like.
0: doing this, so yeah, like the British authorities in two thousand and twelve opened up another probe into her death, and it confirmed that she did die from an alcohol overdose, right? Yeah, and then but an interview with her brother revealed that his belief that his sister's eating disorder, the consequent physical weakness from that was the primary cause of her yeah. death you know so it's like we didn't mention it i mean we we briefly did but she suffered from bulimia very badly um that's so sad her brother's quoted saying she suffered from bulimia that's not like a revelation you knew just by looking at her she would have died eventually the way she was going but mm-hmm. what really killed her was her bulimia i think that it left her weaker and more susceptible had she not had an eating disorder, True. she would have been physically stronger. So, Damn. I mean, that makes sense. And also, she didn't have a will, and her estate was inherited by her parents. And they have currently a foundation titled the Amy Winehouse Foundation to prevent harm from drug misuse among young people. And her brother also works
1: for the foundation. Hold on a second. We need to cover this. She tried to take her life two months before she died in 2011. Really? Yes. And that's what Blake said. How did she try? I don't know. Fuck. Probably pills. Who knows? Yeah, that's really fucking sad. Did you hear about the book, um, Amy Winehouse, The Untold Story? No. Okay, well, I guess in that book it says her first suicide attempt was at 10 years old. What? Who yeah. wrote the book? Um, Chloe Govin. It says that the singer tried to kill herself less than a year after her dad left his the mother Janice for another woman known as daddy's work wife. Um, and no. then she was so devastated from the separation that she fell into a spiral of self-harming and took an overdose of pills. She was found by a friend foaming at the mouth. Amy went through a lot of pain after her parents' separation. She might've put it on a front like she didn't care, but seeing her father leave her mother uh, for another one was the ultimate abandonment. What? Um, And she, and by 10, she had had her first spliff. Yeah, but apparently the hairdresser was like, she was infatuated with the 27 Club and really needed, he was like, I kind of feel like she needed to die a legend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, if anybody's struggling with all this shit, we are not sponsored by BetterHelp, but it's a great app. And psychology today is a great uh, resource
1: for finding a therapist. It actually is. Actually, it's not though. I don't really wear that therapist <laughs> from there. Well, I know, but like, that's like probably like. Honestly, the best way to find a therapist is ask your friend's therapists to refer you five therapists. Mm. And then just keep on searching. Nice. Okay, y'all have a great
0: day. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Nigga.